Merry Christmas, everybody. There you go. Happy Honda days. <laughs> I saw some, I saw a meme today that said, "Don't you dare tell me Happy Honda days when you know my family celebrates Toyotathon." <laughs> it's really funny. I saw that. I just got a new Honda myself, so... Oh, yeah. You you swapped the trucks, right? I swapped the trucks, yeah. Lease ended with one, got a new one. Lucky, Luckily, the used car market is crazy, and they did mm. not care about all the damage to my current lease. They just wanted to get it so they could sell it, so... Oh, wow. No negative okay. equity. That's great. Yeah. I've only leased a car one time, and I didn't have any... I didn't have to pay anything on it either because I, I put it right back in and then bought a car, basically the same car, but a newer model from the same dealership. And so they were willing to kind of like overlook all of the stuff that I was worried me the entire time I was leasing that car about every uh, little thing, you know. I could never lease a car. Yeah, you bring it back and be like, this is half of the car that we <laughs> I beat up cars so bad. I try my hardest to be gentle. It's but got the rest of mods all over it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. These tailgates from the 57 yeah. version. <laughs> well, this is it. This is our year in review. Is that this episode? Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, just chat a little bit about the year behind and the year ahead. And, yes. Uh, maybe what we hope to get out of next year. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you want to do this? Uh, you want to talk about what we're working on? or we Yeah, just let's go just right do this week. Yeah, this past week. All right. First well, time. this week, what am I working on? I, I got my boat pulled off of the mold last night. Saw that. Anybody saw on Instagram? I put like a little baby, a few too many Instagram stories. I apologize for that. I was just having fun in my shop by myself. My uh, my brother helped me pull the mold off, and he was busy doing something else. But I was just observing the boat. I really, it's it's really a beautiful shape in person. It has so many sexy curves, and it's just going to get more sexy as I put more parts on the top of it. Now I'm going to end video one. I'm going to publish video one this weekend for Christmas. And it's going to be long. It's going to be about 40 minutes long because there's a lot to it. And it was a lot of work. A lot of work. I, I compare the same period of time to my canoe build, and I was able to build the entire canoe by now. But this, just with so many other distractions going on and, and a few uh, things that were going on in and around here, I just had to stretch this out a little bit. So I remember posting, saying, yeah, this will be ready by August. I started May June, July. I was like, yeah, I'll be done with this by August. And now here we are. But such is life. But uh, I'm really uh, I'm really happy with the progress. And now I'm going to begin to sand the inside. But uh, also this year I posted, just when you think you're done, just when you think you're out, that YouTube is done with you. I got a, I guess, for me, viral, a semi-viral video. All of the Maker Santa, all the the Secret Santa with me and some of the Europeans and a couple of Americans. I'm going to cough really bad. Yes. I didn't oh, I hear that, to... but I saw it, and it oh, looked I, painful. I had a coughing fit. So uh, Secret Santa, Secret Santa, all, all the videos on Secret Santa went trending. And Zyla, who seems to put out a viral video every two days, Zyla's video went viral, and because she made something for me, I got a little bit of the vapors on that, so my video was like, last I checked was 300,000 views, which was, which is really stellar for me, so that's exciting. So next week I'll put out the boat and see if that catches any of the vapors. And so all the Secret Santa stuff did really good, which was awesome. really awesome. Because uh, it, was, it was touch and go there, like, I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make it through the year, but it was good. It's nice. 
and I'm excited to post the boat. And I've been editing the boat all along, so I only have to add a few more scenes to it. So the videos, right now it's at 45 minutes. I'm going to have to cut out about 10 minutes of that, I think, and get it down. But uh, it's already ready to go. So I'm not looking at eight months worth of footage tonight. So that's oh, exciting. That would be anxiety-inducing. No, that's why when you do something really long like this, I've learned it's nice to just start throwing the sequence in order. Even if it's a rough cut, and just start throwing pieces in sequential order as you go, and then you could always adjust it later. So, But the, the trick, though, is is if you go through three hard drives during that eight-month period, you got to like make sure you bring the project to the next new hard drive or the next new hard drive. And when, it, when a video like that, this is just a little inside of baseball, but when a video sits around like that that's going to be published in 10 months from now, I'll export versions of it. Even if it's a long cut, at least I have a version of it moved over to a different hard drive in case I have a catastrophe. I don't lose footage that I haven't reviewed since four or five months ago. So as I'm rough cutting it, I'm always exporting the latest version of it to a new hard drive. So now it's on like three or four hard drives in various versions. So in case there's a major problem, I could at least have some salvageability. So it's a little trick. A little trick. It's funny, uh, I'll, just, just another little inside base. So this weekend I had a, a Christmas dinner with a couple of people who I'd never met before, and a few of them were editors. And they were all over me for using iMovie. They're like, it is the worst. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with iMovie. Like, you need to use Final Cut Pro, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I'm totally fine. I made like 900 movies on iMovie, and <laughs> had a pretty decent career. Like, the... iMovie is the worst. And I'm like, <laughs> Final Cut Pro is iMovie times 10. It's the same exact program. Uh, it, that's a um, it's not the it's not the tool it's the it's it's the person right like you would that's like, what I think it doesn't matter what software you're using for for anything I yeah. I'm, I'm 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 triggered by this yeah remember Toth was like editing in his phone for years right remember Toth was yeah. making like videos yeah. on his phone he's like oh, we yeah, got like him a it. laptop <laughs> yeah he wasn't even <laughs> thinking about it he's like well, it's fine with me. And I know some are, you know, it's funny, I know a few guys that aren't very computer savvy. They do everything in their iPad. They don't even know that there's, like, any other way of doing it. Yeah. And it's amazing. They make content. So, anyway. But those are, like, kind of snobby filmmakers that I met. <laughs> Hopefully they don't listen to the podcast. No, I mean, it's not, it's, they do, they're in a different category. You know, like, they need to do multiple layers. I'm like, I'm doing just simple linear edits. Yeah. It's, like, simple. Like, the, the, what I shoot, like, edits itself. I don't even have to do much. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> cool. So that's my story. That's Excellent. your story. David, what about you? Uh, we put in the the vanity, and that video went out last weekend, which is it's doing okay, and, and it's nice to look at every time I sit on the toilet. So there you there's go. some little inside baseball for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> So our one bathroom renovation is done. Now they moved on to the other one. And then this week we are, this is probably not going to translate well on this little webcam, but I got this, this desk lamp. It has one of those goosenecks from the store and remaking it out of wood. So there's these weird complicated pieces put together out of walnut. It's going to have a, some acrylic sides on there. And we, the funny thing is, we have one more video obligation for this year, and I was going to shoot a video of this mortising tool. So a few weeks ago, I put out a Facebook, I put a video about Facebook 
ads. I bought every ad that Facebook served to me. One of them was this domino mortising tool, just handheld mortising tool that you stick your router in and it never came. I got, I got scammed. And somebody in the comments of that video said, hey, you can actually buy that mortising tool. It's on eBay. And it comes, I think it comes from Japan. Some guy makes them and I bought it and I received it. And I'm like, this is a really nice, good looking tool. This, if this works, this is a great alternative to the Festool Domino. And then last Thursday, my brother came over and we were getting ready to shoot it. Could not find it anywhere. Like we looked for an hour. I either donated it to the thrift store or I threw it out. It's still gone? It's still gone, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's a $200 tool and it comes from Japan. So it's not like I can just go to the Home Depot around the corner and get a new one. So we panicked and I'm like, well, you're here. We got to shoot a video today. So we went to the antique mall and we got a bunch of things to, to transform into other things. And one of them was this desk lamp and the thought was like, ah, oh, we'll turn it into a cool piece of modern furniture or modern art and started off like just trying to recreate what's there and then we can add embellishments later. And then like the, the video, instead of being about this transformation, it actually turned out to be about problem solving, trying to figure out how to get all these weird shapes out of a, out of a piece of wood. And it was so satisfying every time we, we figured out how to how to do this and make room for all the guts. So that's the video. That's a probably a terrible explanation, but I'm really excited about this video because it was really fun to shoot. Or still in the middle of it, but it'll be done by Friday. That's awesome. Yeah, that does look like a complicated little group of shapes to make. Yeah. That's cool. Well, for me, uh, I've done basically nothing this week, which is kind of cool. Um, I have been just slowing down probably since like last week when we recorded. I finished up a few things at the end of the week and then just kind of put the brakes on everything um, while, you know, the team's been finishing up editing video and stuff for tomorrow. Um, so the, tomorrow is the video coming out for the, the really strong... Um, floating shelves that I made and it's it's a little bit of a different video for us as well because I had one idea and I got all the way through that idea and then realized that I just screwed up so in the middle of the video I had to confront okay here's what I did wrong you know don't do this if you're gonna make a project like this let's go back and fix it so then I had to kind of run back through things and do it the right way and it worked out so it was good that I was able to I didn't have to abandon a project because I screwed up and then just be like, don't be like me, you know. Um, I, I got to, like, solve it and ended up with something that was how I wanted it to be. So that was pretty cool. Um, and so that's coming out this, yeah, this week. And then we're trying to knock out one more kind of silly fun video for uh, the last week of the year. But we're waiting on some parts to show up and we might get together one day next week after Christmas and try to shoot real quickly to, you know, to get it done. And, and if not, then it'll just be the first week of January. It's not a big deal. Um, and it's, it's very silly. <laughs> it's like one of those ideas that doesn't really need to happen, but I wanted to try it anyway. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, it's been really nice to, 
to finally intentionally take a break and just kind of let myself off the hook for being productive and, and, you know, just, I, as people who run their own businesses, we are all in pretty much all the time. You, You know, we're thinking about it, we're working on it, we're stressing about stuff or we're planning for the next thing or whatever. We're just always doing something with it. And I've always tried, it's not always worked out, but I've always tried to have the last two weeks of every year, even when I had a previous business, when I had a design company before this, it was like the last two weeks of the year, just shut it down. (laughs) Just like be done. Don't try to accomplish anything. Just relax. And so I've tried to carry that into I like to make stuff. And it's definitely harder to do given the the pace of things and the fact that, you know, ad revenue is much higher in December than any time of the rest of the year. And, but it's also been really nice when we can make it happen to just kind of shut everything off and schedule what we need to schedule and then, and be done. So that's kind of where we're at, where I'm at. And I say that Josh has been heads down in making products at the office, Hmm. um, and shipping out our first batches and stuff. And, uh, lots and lots of push sticks and mats have gone out. All the mats I think that we got orders for have been shipped now, uh, as of a couple days ago. Uh, a lot of push sticks have gone out and more are on the machines being made. And that's another kind of interesting, like a cool but a weird thing. The reason that we're doing one of the reasons that we're doing products is so that it can it can be a thing without me. You know, it can be a thing that we design things together and then they can get made whether I'm there or not. And if I'm there, I can help and whatever, but I don't have to be. So it is kind of weird for the last couple of days to be home beginning to take my break, knowing that other team members are there at the office, you know, trying to get stuff out to people as quickly as they can before Christmas. Um, and the reason I'm not there, just for the record, I'm not being lazy. The reason I'm not there is that it's kind of a one-person job at this point because we're waiting on like a laser to make a piece and then it has to go to the CNC. And so we just have to wait on machine time. So there's not actually not a lot the rest of us can do at the moment. But it is kind of a weird but kind of cool but weird thing to know that there's work happening over there, hmm. you know, in the name of the company. And I'm not really doing any of it <laughs> at the moment. So, uh, yeah, that's been this last week. Oh, it, this is not going to be interesting for anybody, probably except for Jimmy, and maybe he won't even care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, probably a year ago. Mm-hmm. No, it was even longer than that. It was mm-hmm. when I was finishing up R2-D2. Mm-hmm. I was using the Wazer a whole lot because mm-hmm. I was I had cut all these aluminum pieces for the feet and like I had cut a lot of aluminum mm-hmm. on the Wazer. And mm-hmm. that machine is pretty amazing for what it is, but it's also a huge pain in the butt to keep clean and to empty out and to reset and all this stuff because yeah. you're dealing with all this aggregate. Well, it turned out that from using it a whole bunch and it just sitting full of water, uh, there were these two rods on the inside of it that were aluminum and they were underwater for, I don't know, however long. 20 years. Yeah. And they, one of them just dissolved. (laughs) It just like broke apart at a joint. And so it caused the, the rest of the inside stuff to kind of 
not set correctly. This is the thing that holds the table down. Yes. Mine broke and right off when I first got it. So they actually sent, around that same time, they sent a set of stainless steel rods to replace these. But so the they screw knew it was hole an issue. is completely deteriorated anyway. Yeah. So they sent all of the stuff that you need to replace this thing. And, you know, you have to take a bunch you, of stuff you out. Need you need a new bottom of the machine. Well, you can, like, <laughs> seal it up with some stuff. But, yeah. So I was finished with R2-D2 at the time. The machine wasn't usable. And I was like, whatever, man. I'm like, I don't need... I don't need a water jet. I'm not going to mess with it. And so it's been sitting with those the parts to fix it on top of it for a year or whatever. 32 and, years. And the other day, we're working on this next... Vi- <laughs> 32 years. We're working on this next silly video I was talking about, and I needed to get some parts, like, really... Water jet. Water jet cut. And CNC just wasn't quite the right fit for this thing. So... I'm like, all right, I'm just going to dig in and see if I can finally fix this thing. And this is a classic example of what I do, where I look at something and I go, man, that's going to be difficult. I should wait till I have enough time or I have the motivation mm. to do that thing. And then it sits there forever and you ever fix and it. becomes you fix this it big... In eight minutes. I've, it was maybe nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it took no time. It actually took a longer than that because it it's a lot of... you got to clean 11, the tank out and all that 11 stuff. Minutes. But Easily 15 minutes. Um, But yeah, like it was totally easy to fix, and now it it works. And I used it right, you know, to test it out. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, let's see if it actually does the thing that I need for this upcoming project. And it worked first time. That's that's when we mentally we mentally put the scarlet letter on something. That's so crazy. And we just go, that's it. That 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 is never ever going to be the way I need it to be because it's been soiled for some reason mentally. Yeah, and then one day you're like, it's not really that bad, and it totally worked. That's great. That's and and now I've got it. I checked it back into my library of mental tools. You know, like oh, now I have this capability again that I haven't had in a while. Where I was before that, till it offends you. Until like, it offends you. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> and then it goes in the street. I'm tired of fixing it. But I mean, in my head, I was looking at you know thinking about how do I. How do I get like a CNC plasma and where do I put that and how do I pay for it? And, you know, I was starting to think down that road of how can I have a similar capability uh, to accomplish those types of pieces and just totally wrote the water jet off when really it was about me just not taking the few minutes that it took to fix the thing in the first place. So anyway, it works now. I usually get this weird feeling like, Oh, my situation is so unique. My broken thing is so unique that I'm not even going to search for it because I don't even know how to search for Mm. my unique broken situation. And then I just forget about it. Yeah. Well, if working on my car has taught me anything, it's that somebody else has had every single problem ever. Exactly. (laughs) Because it is unbelievable the stuff you can search for on a classic car. And, like, you know... Just every detail you have in the search, and you'll find somebody else with that exact same situation. It's pretty yep. wild. Anyway, so I, I did that this week, and that felt nice to have something, you know, fixed and kind of checked back in and um, been trying to just, like, clean up the shop and kind of reset. I've got a couple of things that I have to figure out, just mental, I have, like, ideas that are too vague right now. So before January, before we actually get back to jumping in shooting, I have to really design and flesh out a couple of ideas. Um, 
and so I'm I'm right now I'm kind of fighting that like yeah but I don't I don't want to <laughs> like I just I don't want to design anything right now I just want to take the week off but probably so, after Christmas when I'm sitting around for the that following week and my kids are loud I'll probably be able to be motivated to sneak away and design something you know but I've got a couple of those things coming up that we've got to prepare and then we're we're going right into um jumping right into a project that's going to be kind of a pretty cool one but a quick turn quick turnaround so we're going to have a lot of shooting and a lot of editing <laughs> what are you doing i'm just acknowledging <laughs> <laughs> like somebody has a bird with them and it's just like meep, meep, meep. a sick bird meep, meep, meep. yeah <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> anyway but so we're jumping right in in january so i'm trying to take advantage of this you know this rest there that's my last week <laughs> i'm done like you should have took a vacation you should have started your vacation this morning yeah <laughs> you guys wanted to record so no, <laughs> uh all right so let's talk about lot this past year wow it's been highlights uh, lowlights highlight, let's do it that way yeah so highlights oh, and lowlights of the last okay year. highlights let me see i'll start uh highlights maker camp um i think did we go i went to UK went to the UK that was fun this time last year we started with maker oh the beginning of this year my my Netflix show aired which was exciting it was a very it was funny it was a highlight immediately followed by a low light because everybody accused us of stealing the show from somebody and then there was uh, the woke mob came after us because it was five white guys on the show which was it was very interesting it was very interesting uh, I kept my mouth shut through all of it which I was very proud of. I'm not I'm not keeping my mouth shut now. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not proud of Jimmy. myself anymore. The time. <laughs> no, but it was very exciting. Like you, you, like the most exciting time of a life, and especially for the guys who haven't been down this road before. And then immediately followed by this Twitter storm, you know. And and it was tempered by people praising the show, so it was nice that there was at least. A, at least one camp that was uh, made you feel good, and uh, so that was interesting. But like I said, I, I'm I'm proud of myself that I stayed out of it and just kept my mouth shut through all of it and pretended not to not to notice. Of course, I noticed every minute of it. But um, it was funny. Those type of moments in time let you see exactly what people think of you, which was fun. All of those things were noted and put into the vault. All of you were listening. Mm -hmm. um, I'm half kidding there. And uh, so then, uh, what do we do? Then Workbench Con was exciting. Very exciting. And uh, then Workbench Con in Europe. What is that called? <laughs> Maker Central. <laughs> Maker, Maker Central. Se Maker Central. <laughs> Maker Central was fun. And mm. God, and the year just blew by. That feels like so long ago, Maker Central. Oh my God, the year just blew by. Uh, I can't believe that was even within this year. It seems yeah. like it was four years ago. That's wild. And then the summer. What did I do this summer? God, it was such a blur. Wow. That's crazy. Because like, you, like it's warm, 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 and then all of a sudden it's cold, and that's all you remember is cold stuff. Like I can't remember. I'm just remembering like March. I can't remember anything between March and now. But uh, no, it was, a, it was an interesting year. You know, my relationship was sunsetting all summer long until finally the fall when we decided to uh, call it a day. The Night We Called It A Day is, is a good song, the American songbook. The Night We Called It A Day. And, uh, and so now living life alone, 
and navigating that is, is fun and interesting, a new challenge, new chapter of my life that I'm trying to stay positive and you know, welcome it with, with all the enlightening challenges that come my way with meeting new people and deciding, you know, now I have an opportunity to decide what my life should really be. It, yeah, my, I became this person I am as far as YouTube and the social media world is concerned in a couple and now I'm out of a couple I'm by myself and so how how do I navigate through that and you know how do I behave myself because everything's going to get screen grabbed and tweeted so I have to be super careful about you know what I do going forward it almost makes me want to just like shrivel up and just constantly be alone because I have this like sneaking suspicion that I'm gonna I don't want to say or do anything stupid I talked about this on the Fitzall podcast which hasn't published yet but the idea of just being like super cautious in this world of being single in this time because yeah, last time I was single none of this stuff was even a consideration you have a conversation with somebody or most often a phone call you know what I mean I guess you don't really have email chains with someone you're dating I guess you could but you know I don't know it's just it's just just got to be careful you know it's it's much easier to make a fool of yourself now and maybe I'm just being super cautious because I'm also very shy so just navigating that that new world and and learning to be alone a lot of the time and learning to use my alone time for good not evil is you know just making sure that I do the right thing by myself and and myself and my career and uh going into the new year with a couple of big projects i started doing my index card thing again where i'm writing ideas down on index cards look at how thick that idea packet is yeah yeah and uh some of those are done already some of those are, are new ideas and i have like a bunch more in my notebook dump that we talked about last week which i haven't even made it to index cards yet so just going to go through that i might do a little bit more planning like the big projects the little ones in between that come and spontaneously appear are gonna oh, I'm gonna always keep a loose mind for that but the bigger ideas like I'm gonna do a truck modification this year the boat the pool table and you know a few things like that I just gotta I'm gonna use those as leapfrog projects and then whatever happens in between yeah it's exciting and then obviously gonna focus on trying to get the barn done this year and I'm gonna try and squeeze some more content out of that I haven't really shown any I just did one video when we put the frame up I haven't done anything since and uh, then also getting into a little bit of real estate this year, so I'm looking forward to that. It's exciting. You know, it's just constantly reinventing myself, which is crazy at my age. Just constantly looking back and going, okay, what did I do this year? What do I want to do next year? What's going to be fun? How am I going to get ratings? You know, these are all like the uh, content creators' hopes and dreams, getting ratings. You know, I, 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 can, uh, I always kind of measure myself against someone like Colin Furs, who I love, who does these huge, crazy projects, and you know, most of his, most of his energy is, is really his personality. I, I believe his projects are obviously very good, but his energy is really what pulls in the audience. And I think I'm like, can I do that? You know, constantly mm. measuring myself against. Him. I'm like, just be yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's okay being in the middle. You know, I, I it's a, it's something I got to constantly remind myself. It's like, you don't need to accidentally cut your leg off for ratings you know? <laughs> well and like I, I think about that a lot too and I think one of the things that keeps me feeling okay about it is that you if in that pr particular situation you're comparing yourself to Colin Furs and in <clears throat> a lot of other people's situations they're comparing themselves to you and 
it's all relative. All of yeah. that comparison is from where I am a person as to who I'm looking at and how I'm comparing to them. Because you can right. compare yourself to another person in a lot of different ways. Right. And so, you know, you say it's okay to be in the middle, but from Joe's perspective, you are the crazy one. Jimmy right. Duresta is the right. Crazy it's true. It's all relative. One, you know. And, and honestly, like when I see like people like uh, like Casey or or Colin and. You know, people like that and and i see them and i'm like okay they're my they're my beacon you know it's like as long as i keep them in my mm. you know goals of like that's the type of content and the type of energy i'd like to try and attain at least to some degree in my own world having those as a as like a as a as a guide beacon is i think it's good you know so i'll yeah. never be like colin but like if I can set my goals in his direction or Casey Neistat's direction, those are the type of you know, inspiration and 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 ment- I don't want to say mentors because they're all my age, but the idea of like what they've achieved. If I can achieve a fraction of what they've achieved in that direction, like I said, so consider that like a beacon of of uh, of of goal. Is goal ship a word? It is now. Goalship. It is now. Goal. Goal. The title of this video. <laughs> goal ship. That's my goal ship. You know that those type of guys. And so going into the new year, and it's like, uh, like constantly reinventing myself. Is this the year I make a motorized boat paddle? Wait a minute. Mm. Somebody already did that. You know, all that being said, I am so glad that you have your personality in your videos now. And you know, the back in the day when it was only just sounds and, yeah. and and no talking I'm like i love jimmy so much i'm so glad he's talking to me even <laughs> it's funny i i and, and the way you do ads it makes me like i sit through the ad because like i love to watch you sit through the ad and, and talk <laughs> well, that's good to know <laughs> Tell my ad people no uh, it's funny you should say that because uh, it's no secret that i've been seen as therapist for about six or seven years and we recently had a conversation and and he's he's a he's a uh he he was in the business of theater before. He, he completely understands entertainment. He's very he was a very famous uh, theater guy for a minute there, and he went into what he does now. But he he always gives me career advice, and and it's good. It's good career advice. And he said, you need to be more in your videos. You need to be more. And he was right. And that's what you just said. He said, hmm. you know, he says I see you being in your videos more. He goes, you need to be more in your videos. We need to know more about you and who you are and what makes you tick he goes even if it's just like bits and pieces of life lessons and stuff he was encouraging me to do that so there you go so maybe i'll do that more often i'm definitely going to do some chat up in the boat video and uh you know for context and and uh historical context of the wood and stuff so yep so I will. Uh, I'll do that more. So that's going into twenty twenty. Where are we now? Three, four, five, twenty three. <laughs> going into twenty three, I'll definitely be a little bit more in the videos because now, uh, n- not to change everything I'm doing to try and chase the algorithm, but it's also like I'm just more comfortable doing that. It's like a little bit easier to just yeah. sit in front of the camera and be like, "All right, this is what we're doing," instead of trying to make like that rock song that I always had this envision. It's like going to be a, like in standalone rock song, but now with Twitter and tweeter and reels and smeals and shweels all this stuff that's coming out i could then take any part of any video and make it into a shmeal <laughs> or a schmort <laughs> oh man next. i wish they had called them youtube schmorts oh that'd be <laughs> shmeals shmeals oh. and schmorts so okay there's your 23 idea what shmeals new and social network and every type of content on it has a shmeal at the beginning of it shmeal yeah. 
Schmeels and schmorts and schmimages <laughs> and schmidios. Schmitch. Schmooches. So that's it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still confused. I'm as confused as I was when I started. So there you go. So I have a question for you. Um, yeah. Going into next year, are there any new, completely new skills? Which I think would be hard for you to have a completely new skill to try, honestly. Huh. Pottery is still a challenge for me because every time okay. I like, I'm like, this is going to be the one I fire that works. Every time I fire, it comes out looks like like a bub, like a like a burnt pancake. Everything I fire, <laughs> I don't know if it's me or if you know. I'm finally learning the difference between cone 06 and cone 6 and you know I need I need like I need I need a pottery mentor and and that's like Ryan that I talked about Ryan the pottery guy on, on Instagram has been very good and but I just need to get into it more so I have more pointed questions to ask my pottery mentors but it would be nice I mean, to have someone that like lived in my house that's a pottery like a, well it like sounds a, like a pretty good reason to go visit a, a potter and like just spend a, a day or a weekend you yeah. know, with them following the entire process yeah. and get some like hands and we, we keep fantasizing me and and the guys over at maker camp uh we keep fantasizing about the idea of doing a pottery class but like pottery is it's like a very long extended thing mm. you can make a, a cup in an afternoon and you can learn some hand building techniques but then to fire it it takes weeks it takes everything has to dry yeah so there you go cool that's it yeah, David Schmeels. I'll, I'll start with the the low lights of the year. No no business low lights, but a a personal one was my grandpa turned 100 years old in July, and I happened to get COVID during that, so I didn't get to yeah. go to the 100 birthday party. So that was really sad for me. And then at the same exact time while having COVID at the peak of my sickness, we had a pipe burst underneath the house and flooded oh, the entire crawl space. Yeah. So <laughs> that was definitely the low light of the year. <clears throat> but I have since visited grandpa many times. He's still still doing his thing. He was taking it he took a break from the scroll saw because he fell out in his garage and he had decided, okay, I'm not going to go out into the shop anymore, and I'll just have somebody else cut the crosses for me, and, and then he will and then he would do the finishing. And then when I was over there this weekend, he's like, nope, I'm back out in the shop. I just oh, could not. Awesome. Y- yeah, he can't sit around. That's great. And uh, I'm, all, I'm all for that, so he's doing good. My highlights of the year, I think just being able to travel again, I'm not – one to leave the house too much i really like being home but the uh, the few times that i got out it just felt really good i went to california for vid summit which was really fun and learned a lot of things and then got to go to kentucky and hang out with you guys for a little bit and that was fun and then went to columbus once to hang out with some some other makers so it was just really good to get back out and be with other people so that was that was a highlight. As far as like my own personal work stuff, I say this. I probably I could probably go back and listen to every year end podcast and I'm like, I'm gonna do more art, I'm gonna get more creative, and I'm gonna do more crazy things. And then I I might advance a little bit, but it always seems to fall back into I'm gonna make this crafty little thing. And mm-hmm. that is not gonna happen anymore. This is twenty twenty three is going to be the year where we are more creative so the yeah i I took a this like youtube coaching 12-week course uh 
with Daryl Eves. He's like Mr. Beast's numbers guy. He's his analytics guy. And it really opened up some thoughts to me because my YouTube channel was totally like just plateauing. I'm just like, I, I, I hit the peak and everything just kind of stayed where it was. And then, so going to Vid Summit and then taking this course, it kind of opened up some eyes. And I just kind of realized like in my space and in, in woodworking, there's just, there's just hundreds of us doing how to make this particular thing. And I've decided I'm getting out of the how-to business and I'm, it's going to be more of like sit back and, and enjoy some entertaining builds. And it's kind of freeing. And I get to, I'm now removing the how-to language and I get to do whatever I want. And we're going to do a lot of these up cycles and we're going to work without plans because that's more exciting and it takes away the pressure of trying to draw up stuff beforehand and just I'm really looking forward to 2023 and there's some other things in the works for 2023 that I'm excited about so just the mental I think along with getting out of the house the the mental freedom of getting out of the how-to space and more into the let's let's build some cool stuff spaces is some of the highlights for me I don't know if it can you guys hear me oh i no longer hear jimmy and bob is gone so i wonder if my internet is i hear is you bad okay so um yeah and like like everybody else in our space i've had some good videos and i've had some really bad videos in the in the past few years like there was this baseline and all the videos seemed to hit that particular baseline and then over the last 24 months or so the now videos go way below that baseline or way above too. it's all mine over the too. place it's so me. um that that those those views that you could count on are no longer there it, it and and uh so you know I, I need to i need to adapt and, and play the game sorry uh -huh. i'm back i was listening the entire time okay and, uh, okay for a second yeah. uh yeah yeah i feel you on the the baseline views <laughs> drop yeah it's very strange you know it's funny with and the I baseline thing being being so low it's like it's an opportunity and like that, not not to try and change or chase the algorithm which like some people tend to do it's an opportunity though to to be creative because it's like dance yes. like nobody's watching because nobody's watching <laughs> that kind of thing <laughs> i don't see it that way but i i i totally get that and um it's it, there's a there's a difference of making videos for the algorithm and then making videos for yourself that your audience yeah. will relate to. I you know uh, I I have a video on the ten best butt joint methods. It has millions of views that I put out maybe a year ago, and right. I could keep doing ten best whatever, and I know I would grow and I would get all these views. But those aren't the videos that I want to make. Those aren't the videos right. that 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 people connect with. It's when I do the, the, the crazy creative stuff where people are like, how did you do that? I love watching you do that. I'll never, my favorite comments are, I'll never make that, but it was so fun to watch. And that's what I want to mm -hmm. get more into. Cool. Awesome. Well, any other, any new things, like I was asking Jimmy, any new things that you've never done before that you have planned for? <laughs> um, 
Yes, I've been. I've only talked about this on the after show because I know my father-in-law listens to this show, and uh, we wanted to surprise him. So maybe there's a chance he won't listen to the show. But we. So the, the the story is, I had this five video deal with a, a a company, and those five videos that I put out were so were the like probably the five worst performing videos of my entire channel but they paid a ridiculous amount of money like mm -hmm. more than uh I, I would expect and we're taking that the money and we are investing into not only my business's future but my own personal future so we are currently looking for a lakefront property that we can do a transformation it's not really a flip we're not but, but more of a, I want to take a lakefront property and turn it into like a mid-century modern getaway, like my dream place. So we're looking for something very small, kind of crappy, has to be on the water, has to have lake access. And we want to take this and use it. So I'm going to do a whole series on my channel of me doing the woodworking, not, not flooring and drywall and remove none of the DIY stuff. Although those videos do well, but that's just not me. I want to do all the, the built-ins, the tables, the furniture, the art, the thing that makes that, that gives a, a place a soul. Those are all the, so that's going to be a whole video series. And then we want to do short-term rentals. And so this is uh, outside of making YouTube videos. It would be an income source for, for us because I know this YouTube thing is not going to last forever so I'm taking advantage of the opportunity to get into real estate and this is step one maybe in a few years we have a couple places and that's just an income stream so when YouTube dies when the make something thing just kind of fades away I can transition into that so I am it is the thing that like, I am so excited about we are checking listings every single day it's just not the right time of year for listings to show up our realtor is saying you have to wait until April. I know I know you're excited, but things aren't going to show up until until April. But we've looked at a few places. It's it's one of those things like we have a we have a budget, we have a pre-approval, we have money to to put into the place when we get it. Um, but we're just waiting for the right one to show up. And we've looked at Exciting. a couple, and it's like one of those you know it when you see it. Like you can't yeah. tell by the photos. You have to go. And I am so excited about this. Like, I just want it to happen right now because it's going to be <laughs> some, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be stressful because it's we're gonna be busy and all of a sudden we'll be on very tight budgets for a while. But the content, I think, is going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. Yeah. That's awesome. That's exciting. Uh, okay. I guess my turn. So I guess. I guess. Is there anybody, anybody else in the group that wants to go before? <laughs> um, 2022 has been a weird year for me. And I, I'm, I don't want to get into all of it here because it's not really relevant, but it's just been a weird year. And so uh, let me do the, the not great stuff first. Well, it's kind of mixed. Okay, so the great stuff. <clears throat> My kids this year have been awesome. It's been really cool to watch my kids change i feel like they've all changed this year more than they ever have in previous years as far as like becoming more mature or becoming uh you know they're into new things uh we've done a lot of soccer they've they've gone from i think in this last year gone from 
oh look they're kids that play soccer to like oh wow they're like soccer players you know what mm. i mean mm-hmm. like they they care about it and they're training for it and they're getting better at it and they're it's just it's neat to see them go from just something to burn off energy to now something that they're investing themselves in and they're working really hard at that's pretty cool to see um but the same goes for music instead of just taking piano lessons now they're writing songs and they're trying to figure out how we can record these songs and they're pushing their knowledge into from playing into music theory and you know they're they're all progressing through stuff and that's just so awesome to see so um another big good thing this year was that i got the new land cruiser new old land cruiser um when i bought it it was more of like a investment at the beginning of the year just to have for future stuff and then one of the bad things about this year is that my white land cruiser died and so the green one has been kind of a fallback way to get around sometimes (laughs) (laughs) so it's been good and bad it's been good overall but it's been you know to have another vehicle available but it's also been frustrating that it works and then doesn't work i think it's it's steady now it seems like it's working pretty well which is pretty great um beginning of the year and this feels like forever ago it was a really a good high point to get the carmen gia onto the rotisserie that felt like a like a future someday ideal I'll build a rotisserie from scratch and put a car on it and then I did it and then I could flip the car completely upside down and to have it sandblasted and you know like that was a significant jump forward on that thing and then it just stalled because I didn't have a way to get out to the farm and so that's been a a really big kind of looming frustration is that I I was moving on it and then it just stopped uh so that's been a big frustration and the fact that i wasn't haven't been at the farm very much this year i haven't gotten to enjoy it uh the other day i finally went out there and walked around in the woods by myself for 45 minutes or so and it was so nice and i forgot how much i missed just walking into the woods to the point to where you can't hear anything else except for the woods like, I haven't done that in so long, and it was really, really nice. But it made me realize how much of this past year has not been making that a priority. Just getting outside and, like, going out. And not having anything to do. It's great to be out there with my family, but it's also really nice just to go by yourself into the woods and just stand there. And then while I was standing there, I remembered that there was a mountain lion that lives out there somewhere. So then I turned around. <laughs> <and came back. laughs> um, Those are things that we don't have here. <laughs> We we shouldn't have them either, but apparently oh. there's a mountain lion out there. Is, have okay. you seen him? Uh, the guy that has the place next to me, he has a trail cam of it. Like, he has a trail cam up on his property, which is right next to, like, where the barn is, that the car is in. And he was showing me pictures of it. And it's not a small one. It's not like a bobcat. Like, it's mm-hmm. a very obvious mountain lion. And apparently they have come down. You might have them, David, actually, because they've come down. Uh, they were... A lot in Michigan, then they came down to Illinois and Indiana, Oh. and so now they're down where we are. And there's not a bunch of them or anything, but there's definitely one on our There's a gang. So. There's a gang. Yeah. yeah. They're moving in. Yeah. Um, so those are some good and bads. Another good thing, coupled with a bad thing, the good thing was that you guys came to Kentucky to visit. So and I was so excited about that. That was and It fun. was really cool to see you guys. The bad thing was that my back exploded while you were yeah. on your way down. 
and I was in pain the entire time. So it was a drag that I didn't get to, you know, make the most of you guys being here. Um, and that has bugged me ever since because I just felt like I couldn't do anything while you were here. But it was really nice to have you here. So we'll have to, well, we'll have to redo it then yeah. the proper way. Um, because of that, though, because my back, not because you came, because my back hurt, um, I had a, a checkup at the doctor after that just to make sure that, it, you know, like I hadn't done any actual damage to my back or anything. And I hadn't, but part of that checkup was, okay, look, you're 45. So here are the things that might start going wrong with you. You know, and the back, the back thing was one of the, like, if it, if it did that once, it's probably going to do it again. So the way to combat that is to do this type of exercise, spend time doing this thing. Don't just run, do this, do that, you know? And so it kind of gave me a new set of goals to like, if I don't want my back to do that again, that means I need to start working out in these ways every once in a while. And I've been doing it ever since. And it's made a huge difference in just my mobility and my back has not hurt since then. If it does start hurting, I know what to do. So it was ultimately a good thing that I was pushed into getting some, you know, recommendations from somebody and just kind of having to get a checkup because otherwise I hadn't been to the doctor in a long time. So ended up having a good thing come out of that, but it just was not fun at the time. Uh, other negative things, I guess, for the years, for the year, uh, like you were talking about the views going down, that causes revenue to go down, which causes stress to go up. And I think part of this past year has been the, the frustration of the, the last year has been me trying to figure out what to do. Those things are going down. I still have the same, you know, requirements as far as revenue. We still have a building. We still have, I still have a team that I want to make sure is provided for. And what do I do to make up for the fact that those views have been down? And that's a stress that I don't think I had had to really consider up until this year uh, through I Like to Make Stuff. It just hadn't really been an issue that we hadn't had to worry about something going in a downward direction. Everything was always kind of like steady or moving up. And and I think the stress of the year was mostly around like, am I doing something wrong that's causing this? Is this outside of me? How can I counteract it what do i need to change you know so it was a lot of reflection and a lot of just trying to figure out something that i just don't know how to figure out so um that was one of the downsides the the upside of that though i think from this year is that it forced us to finally uh analyze how we make videos and really think about rather than just me wanting to make a thing and like pointing a camera at it you know, like, are we telling a story? Like, let's focus a little bit more on that. Let's focus a little bit more on thumbnails. Let's, uh, you know, just care more about the final product from the beginning, not at the end. I think that's where we had been before. So that's been, I think, a good thing overall. It's forced us to finally start making products, which is also stressful. But, But it's a cool thing. Like, Like I was saying at the beginning, it's a really cool thing to see you know, us brainstorm, come up with an idea, and then to see that thing actually happen, like in our office, to see that thing be created in parts, packaged right there, and then be shipped to somebody who wanted to have one. That's that's a really cool feeling. So I totally understand why 
Jimmy, over the past few years, that's something you've done more and more of. It's cause I can see how it'd be really gratifying to, you know, spend your time up front to get a thing to a point to where somebody wants it, and then all of a sudden people want it, and you have to like actually get yeah. it to them. It's, cool. it's like unlocking. It's like unlocking. A, it's like making doing a Rubik's cube, <laughs> trying to figure it out and trying to make something yeah. good. And the good thing about our manufacturing stuff in our day and age is you could do running changes on stuff. You don't need to make. Mm -hmm. So, like, being in the toy business, once that product's out there, it's locked in. You can't do a running change once you have 10,000 of them in the stores. Well, there is that Walmart situation I was doing. But, you know, in general, when we go direct to our fan base, yeah. you can always play with it, put out yeah. put out stuff, change it as you go. So that makes life a little bit easier to do R&D. Mm-hmm. So that's been a cool thing. Uh, going forward for next year, I think one of the things I've realized that we really need for next year, and I don't know, I don't know how, but we need more editing capability. I think as a team, that is our not not skill. We have the skill. We just need more hands. And so this next year is probably going to be me trying to figure out how to like hire a contract editor in final cut just throwing that out there anybody that's listening that goes oh i'm a like premiere editor sorry that's that's not what we do um so we're probably gonna have to find that somehow um which is exciting but also like i don't really want to grow the team so i don't i'm not looking for more people uh so trying to figure that out we got more products that we want to try to make this next year which is a lot more of the same kind of r d that you're talking about and just kind of figuring things out I also have settled myself into, I think a few weeks ago I was talking about like the big projects versus the useful projects and how, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like where to be and how to, how to go back and forth between those types of videos. And I think I've finally begun to let myself off the hook a little bit for, um, for making, this sounds bad but let me explain for making things accessible. I think a lot of times I, I want things to be accessible. I want to give somebody an analog for like, yes, if you don't have a CNC, then this is another way to do it. If you don't have a laser, this is another way to do it. <clears throat> but I think over the years I've let that stop me from actually doing things that I didn't have an analog for, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how to tell you how to do this otherwise, so I'm just not going to do it. And I think that's like you know, kind of hamstringing your own ideas when you do that. So I'm trying to let myself off the hook a little bit for that and just do things, not everything, but some videos. I want to balance it a little bit more so that some, some videos swing really far in this direction. Some are going to swing really far in the practical direction, but I think I need to stop trying to hold that pendulum in a small area and just let it swing where it needs to swing so that I can have variation in the videos, variation in the things that I'm willing to let myself explore. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. I, you know, uh, a, a couple months ago, I just... I freed myself of trying to be accessible and like, you know what? I'm going to use CNC or I'm going to use a laser here because that's what this calls for. I'm using the tools that I have and this isn't a how to, this is uh, hopefully you you're inspired to do this. 
and just use the tools that I have. Because I myself have not used various tools because like, oh yeah, most of my audience doesn't have this tool. Mm-hmm. And like, as you always say, the lowest common denominator, I, I, I've, I've just gotten rid of that. And it's freeing for me to be more creative. Yeah. Because I'm not worried about certain things. But yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get it. So I think that's definitely on my on my radar for this year is to, to let myself have a little more freedom there in those things. And along with that is to to finally take on some of the, the projects that are just going to take longer. And that means we may have less videos, fewer videos, because uh, there's only so many hours in a day. <laughs> and so that's another thing. Like a lot of this stuff is me giving myself these constraints and like, you have to do things this way. Well, I, I don't. So in this case, I don't have to put out as many videos if it means that some of the videos are going to be bigger and better or more fun or just take longer because they take longer, you know? That reminds me of uh, just another, I guess if I could do some parting wisdom and this example comes this weekend, I did a hackathon and what you said and what I'm about to say relate and I'll explain why. It's like a Toyota-thon? It's a Toyota-thon, but <laughs> actually everybody wanted to celebrate Honda days. Um, no, it was uh, a hackathon. My, my friend Danny at uh, LaFell School, it's the name of the school, formerly Salomon Schechter in Hartsdale. They do, uh, it's, it's a hackathon where they help people with needs, handicapped people, and the students get together and they, they have real-life people that have real-life situations, some wheelchair-bound, some handicapped in various ways, and they design and develop the solutions to their problems. It could be just how to hold a keyboard, simple things, some complicated. But the students do all the design and invention, and I'm there as a mentor to help guide them. And the biggest problem that the students have as young inventors, and I say this just as an example for everybody, including me, when you're working on a problem, whether it's an invention or a home solution or a relationship solution, and you kind of go down the path of one way, and you forget in the fog of having to get it done you get in the the direction of like this is the way it has to be done and you forget that you're in charge and you could change anything you want and there was so many problems that i'm talking to the students about they're like okay this we, we can't figure out how to make this go like this i'm like okay that's because somebody in the team said that's how it should be and nobody questioned them because everyone's too shy to bring it up or they don't have the wherewithal to realize okay this doesn't have to be there it could be over here there was one simple thing where they, they were trying to figure out how to make a motor underneath. I'm like, okay, does the motor have to be hidden? And they go, no. I go, can the motor just be up here in space? It'll just look like a thing, but it'll solve that other problem. And they're like, oh, we didn't even think about that. So there's so many moments and constraints and things and goals that we set for ourselves and we don't realize we could always change them because we get kind of blinded. You put blinders on, you start going down that path of I have to do a video every week or I have to do a video that makes everybody watching feel comfortable using all these tools or whatever it is. And then you have to basically stop every once in a while and say, okay, what are my goals? And you write the goals down abstractly without any solutions to how you get there. Because that's what happens is, oh, my goal is to do this every week I make a video. Like, okay, your goal is to be a social media influencer so you can get advertising money. You know, that's like the brander, bigger brander goal here at Duresta Enterprises. Okay, is it making a video every week? Maybe not necessarily burning myself out. Maybe it's making a bigger video every two weeks, or maybe it's having three big projects peppered, filled in by f- ten little ones. So the 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 point is, is every once in a while you have to kind of stop and take inventory of what your goals are and how you're achieving them, and if there's better ways. 
simple, simple, simple. Mm-hmm. But and goals change too. So. And goals change. The, the, like it, sometimes you realize, what is my goal? My goal is to do all these things. And then, you know, a dramatic life change happens. And you go, you know what? Half those goals aren't even important right now because they only apply to that former situation in my life. Maybe I can cut some fat and go forward with more of a leaner plan. Would so. Jimmy five years ago say the same thing? It sounds like you have a different... Uh, I think, you, you know, like the idea of what is the goal, and I say it all the time, what is the goal? Because there are many times I've seen students and my compadres in my invention game getting stuck on a, a path. So, yes, I, I, I would have said it five years ago, but now I'm trying to apply it to a bigger, like a bigger, broader stroke. What is the goal? You know, what is the goal here on my compound in my house? And what is the goal on the new property down the block, which I haven't done much with? What is the goal, you know, in my personal life, you know, these type of things? What is the goal for my truck collection? You know, I, I had, I actually, with the, 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 the hearse, what is the goal for the hearse? I really had to kind of sit and like, you know, it's an opportunity to get out from underneath this goal, which is kind of weighing me down. It was a cool, fun car, looked good in the background for lots of videos. And I'm like, you know what? I think I got what I need out of it. It's never going to be a daily driver. I really wanted it to be in a museum or something. And this guy who wanted it, he really wanted it for whatever his purpose was. is a bigger goal than mine. So I said, it should go. It's a good opportunity. So being able to be loose and free because you know, I tell people, oh, they're like, how's the hearse coming? I'm like, I sold it. Oh, you sold it. Why did you sell it? I'm like, you know, it's just I really had to let go of it because it wasn't that big. Hmm. It wasn't wasn't factoring into my day to day. So the idea of just reassessing your goals is, is something I, I would have done five years ago. But like I said, now I'm doing it more broadly. Considering I'm past middle age and I got to think more, think more logically and cut the fat and try and streamline things a little bit you know I, I'm, I'm a little I'm a less emotionally attached to a lot of the the fodder around me like there's like Rob's always saying well, do we need this machine I'm like nah do we need this machine hmm. like nah we can give it away nah find someone to buy it nah you know so I'm I'm more open to that mm-hmm. going forward so I think uh, I'm open to that as well with a lot of the things I have, but I also don't want to put the time into getting rid of it. Yeah. Which maybe I need a Rob around me that can like, hey, can you put this on eBay for me? <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's I, I, the goal with Rob, uh, Rob, and Rob's listening, I know Rob always listens, but Rob is great because he'll, he'll be like, you haven't used this thing in like four years because he knows everything about me for the last, at least four years because you haven't touched this, you haven't used it for anything. He goes, what do you think? And I'm like, all right, put it on eBay and we put it on Amazon, uh, Facebook market and, you know, he might end up with a few hundred bucks for it. And, you know, Rob gets his commission because he's he's the one who handles it and deals with the people. And he likes doing that. I, I personally don't like doing yeah. it, but he enjoys the, the thrill of the hunt and managing the sale. And so, you know, you find someone that enjoys doing that and is good at it. Not only, you know, he's a good communicator. So he's really good at that. So I, I got lucky with him. Cool. Well, we're an hour in. Hmm. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to cover mm-hmm. for the end of the year or anything? Mm-hmm. Happy 2024 year? or three or five. What's Whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I definitely want to thank everybody for listening for this last year. Um, yes. It's, it's amazing that we still get to do this show and that people still want to hear us talk. 
this is you guys are gonna time. laugh what year did we start because everybody asked me and i don't remember 14 13 15 14 it would have had to been 14 i think dave October. you know you seem to know these a little bit more precisely uh, we we're eight years so i'm not good at math especially live on air <laughs> <laughs> yeah 2014 huh. 2014 Wow. Well, because I anyway, know it took us a while. At 2016 was when we did 100, but it took us a couple of years to get to 100 episodes. Yeah, because we were doing like every two weeks for the first. Yeah. Okay. So, so 14 sounds right. Not yeah. saying you're wrong. It's just I can't believe that it's been that long. Yeah, it's hard to believe. But uh, thank you everybody for for listening all this time and for sticking around. I I hope it's still fun and kind of useful. Fun, fun, fun sounds more plausible and useful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but seriously, big big thanks to everybody for listening for all this time. And Absolutely. big thanks to our Patreon supporters because yes. they actually pay for the show. They pay for the editing. They pay for the hosting. They pay us so that we um, you know, can take the time to, to do this on a regular basis, which is really, really cool. And we are very, very grateful Yes, uh, for everybody over there. But there's people that go above and beyond, and they have been going above and beyond for a long time. So I want to especially call out the top supporters. I always say them, but I'm going to go a little bit slower this time because I just really want to give them an extra shout-out. Corey Ward, who's been around for ever, like around the YouTube stuff, around our Facebook you, stuff, Corey. and all that for a long time. Uh, Albers Woodworks, Albers. Works by Solo. Thank uh, you. Old, old Bernie has Bernie. been around forever as well. Always big supporter. Chad from Mancrafting, same kind of deal. Can Chad's I point out one thing? Absolutely. Chad... Chad, you know what you did, Chad. You Uh-oh. know what you did. No, Chad started a signature page to have Making Fun Season 2 come back. I don't know what it's going to do, but it started oh, popping yeah. up. And Chad reposted. I said, Chad, where did this come from? He goes, oh, I made it. I was like, well, thank you very much. I know that's a very loving gesture, and maybe maybe it'll make a difference. But I don't know if the networks are going to pay close attention to a signature page. <laughs> but yeah. who knows? Who it's knows? It's a nice thing. It is absolutely nice. It's a great gesture. So, Chad, I love you. And stranger things have happened, like the show. Stranger things. <laughs> yeah, stranger things did happen. Um, <laughs> Caleb Harris, you can make this too, uh, has been around forever. Yes. Funkus Artistic Creations, we've seen them at a bunch of events over the years. They've been around forever. Rich at Lowen Designs has Rich. been at a bunch of events. He's been He's here. Great. Um, Odin Leather Goods, I've never met Odin, but he does awesome work. And I've seen him around on Instagram and stuff for Amazing. a long time. Thank you. Uh, Scott Orham. Hung out with him at a bunch of different events. Oh, yes. Thank you um, very much. Big supporter of all of us for a long time. Uh, Warren Works, Michael Manegin, Gretchen yes. Hofer, and yes. the Web Ranch Woodworks all yes. have been helping us out, and we are very grateful. Thank you all. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's a bunch of other people at all the different levels that they don't get their names in the show notes or they don't get a shout out in the show but they've been helping us for a very long time and so thank you to all of you thank you uh, and thank you. they all get the after show which is more show after this <laughs> <laughs> I need a better pitch for it but I mean it's really all it I is think, I think Bob like, needs to start his vacation soon yeah that, that too <laughs> um, we're going to go do that right now after we finish this but first Oh, and, and anybody else wants to join the Patreon, you go to patreon.com slash making it and help us out and get the after show. Or just continue to listen here. 
that's fine too. Um, I have three things to recommend. You started today. with zero. You I were did panicking. Start with zero. And then I saw one little spot in my YouTube history. I'm like, oh look, there's three good things in a row. So <laughs> I have three things. You guys got anything to recommend? I'll say the Secret Santa sequence is ten. I think it's ten oh, yeah. videos. Okay. Check it out, everybody from Colin Furs, this old Tony, me, Ruth Amos from Kids Invent stuff, and a bunch of other cool folks. Zyla. Is there a playlist of, of all of them. Yep, each one of us has the playlist in our description. So if you go to me, you'll find everybody else. Or if you go to Zyla, you'll find everybody else. So this old Tony or Colin or Kids Invent stuff. Cool. All right. Well, David, what you got? I I didn't have anything either. And then what's going through YouTube history before we started, and I realized I am on a Quentin Tarantino kick right now, where I'm going through all ten of his movies in order. And I watched a YouTube video last night on how Quentin Tarantino keeps you hooked. Uh, it's a, a channel that I'm subscribed to called Studio Binder. And they do a lot of like how this was shot or how this director thinks or whatever. And it's it's fun. There's some really great videos if you make movies or make videos. There's some great uh, real deep dive into like color theory and, and stuff like that. And then there's just stuff for that's just pure entertainment like how Quentin Tarantino works. So I'm going with Studio Binder this week. Cool. Cool. <clears throat> well, I have, like I said, three. Uh, the, well, look at that little leather thing Jimmy's showing off. Oh, cool. it's a wallet. Cool. Yeah, it's a, my Carolina <clears throat> shoe wallet. Just playing. Smelling um, leather. So I stumbled across uh, a bunch of interviews with Rick Rubin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great to watch an interview. I've seen wow. some of the clips going around. Yeah. Rick Rubin is somebody that I didn't really know a lot about, still don't know a whole lot about, but he, he's just like a, like I knew what he looked like. Because he's kind of <laughs> distinct. <laughs> um, he's just this giant white beard, and um, but I didn't really know anything about him, and had never heard him talk about anything. But man, just a couple of these interviews that I randomly came across, really, really good stuff um, about how he works. And he's a music producer. For anybody that doesn't know, he's produced some incredibly famous music. But and he works with a bunch of different people in different genres. And I think that's one thing that I didn't realize. I was thinking most of the hip-hop stuff that I was familiar with that he yeah. was a part of, but man, he's all over the place. I think Slayer and like like and Johnny Cash and yeah, yeah it's it's crazy. Let me ask. I'm just curious because you guys are ten years younger than me. Do you know how Rick Rubin started? I know exactly how he started because I was like I right there. You know, NYC Dorm producing hip-hop in in New York, right? Uh, well, I'm I'm pretty sure he was him and uh, Russell Simmons started Def Jam together. Yeah, yeah. Def Jam yeah, Records and, and Russell Simmons, yeah, they started it together. I, I think it was at CW Post University, maybe when they first started, but that, we could fact check that. But Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin went to college together and started a record label, Def Jam Records. That's how it started. I don't think they're friends now. Yeah, some he left he left Def Jam a long, long, long yeah. ago before the ten year the, anniversary, I think. There's a great. Uh, I, I don't want to hijack your your pick, Bob, but there's a great oh, interview where. Rick Rubin is interviewing Andre 3000. I'm, uh, and it's just, it was so good. I'm not the, um, uh, what's 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 Andre 3000's band's name? Outcast. Uh, Outcast. Uh, sorry. Outcast. Outcast. 
Outcast, yeah. I'm not the biggest Outcast fan, but I do like Outcast. But this interview is so, so good. It was just like about mental health and slowing down and taking breaks and understanding what's what's going on. And uh, Rick Rubin, the way he controls the, his interviews, he's so calm. And he's just like, a, it's just, it's very peaceful. There's no hype involved. And it's just relaxing to to hear him talk. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, he has a podcast where he interviews. I, that's a, probably what that was on, where he's the interviewer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I haven't listened to any of those. These were all things where he was being interviewed by other gotcha. people. And uh, yeah, but same thing. He's still very calm, very well-spoken. He doesn't stumble on what he's trying to say. He gets right to it and... It's really cool. So that's one thing. Um, the other one is: Have you guys ever watched the Jim Connor videos? Ken Block driving crazy. Oh my goodness. Okay. Whether you're <laughs> oh, whether you're that, a that car drives, person, that drives around in the Mustang and skids around the neighborhood. He drives in a bunch of different things. Yeah. Go watch these videos. Yeah. Uh, whether you're a car person block. or not. Okay. It does not matter. Uh, Jim Connor. It's Ken Block. He's a rally car driver. He started DC Shoes. It's that guy. And there's like maybe 10 of these videos now because he, he's done one every year. And I've talked about him before on here. Just go watch all of them, start to okay. finish, like from the beginning up until now. The newest one, there's two videos that came out. One that's him, <clears throat> excuse me, him doing this crazy driving sequence in an electric car. And then another one with Travis Pastrana doing... Uh, driving <laughs> it's like just cra- like they drive they jump a hell don't, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it they jump a bridge with a section missing and there's a helicopter in the missing section of the bridge and they jump over the helicopter in a car I see as the just thumbnail. one of the many tiny sequences and it it's just bananas all of the stuff that they do is you know lots of drifting and lots of just really amazing driving and stuff. I don't know so if this is. I do remind you. I don't know if this is old, and I just happened to see it for the first time, or it's Tom Cruise driving a motorcycle off a cliff with a parachute. Have you guys seen this? Oh, it's that was the, brand new from a couple days ago. I haven't. Yeah, seen it yet. Uh, it's he. It, I, I, all the prep he does it. I'm like, God, could you imagine like the insurance and everybody dying? Like, hopefully he's okay. <laughs> and then by the end of the clip, it's like, I think we got the take. We did it six times. We, he did it six times. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. It's We've been watching all of the Mission Impossible movies with my kids over the last, I don't know, six months or something. And every time one of the crazy stunts comes up, they're always like, is that really him? Did he really do that? And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, he did that one. <laughs> he yeah, held on to the outside like, of a B-52 plane or whatever. And he's yeah. like, I think I could do it again. I think I could hold on to the motorcycle longer. I was like, oh, my God. Like, all that prep. I thought he just did it one time. And then, it's like crazy. I said, by they reveal that he did it six times. And yeah. just like the producers and everybody watching the monitors, you could just tell how puckered they are watching that. Oh, man. I can't imagine. So, all right. So we got the Rick Rubin thing, the Electricana, or the, all of the Jim Connor videos, but I'll put the electric one there. Actually, the electric one is it's fun to watch, but it's not my favorite one. The other ones, I will just say, if you watch that one, the other ones are better. But the third video is something we were talking about just at dinner the other night. Um did you ever see the Christopher Walken SNL skit with the googly eyes? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Just I think so. Just click the link. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Just click the link. Speaking Christopher of Christopher Walken, Walken SNL, 
in you the see, 90s with googly eyes. Do you see the Fat Boy Slim video just keeps popping up of him dancing through the hotel? Yeah. It just keeps popping up. It's like it's like I rediscovered after 20 years. It's crazy how it, it keeps showing up in everybody's feed. I don't as know. If it, as if it's brand new. But it's it's still great. Well, that those are my recommendations. The uh, Google Eye video will take you into the new year. Hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Happy, happy New holidays, Year. Happy Holidays, everybody. Just keep asking and yourself, what is the goal? Yeah. Yep. And thank you again for listening. You guys got anything else for this year? That's it. Well, we're in upward. Cool. Sounds my goal Thanks this for year listening. Is, my goal this year is to do a video that gets 50,000 views at one point. Oh. That's my goal. I think you can do it. Change the goal. Change the goal. <laughs> Make it more obtainable. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll see you next year. Love you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.